The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. This is the week of the political party uh, Think Ends. Our political correspondent Sean Defoe is in Limerick where Fine Gael are uh, meeting. Sean, good morning. Morning, Pat. Any sign of the farmers? No, you can't miss them. Um, they are uh, literally outside. They've been outside in the absolute pouring rain. It has to be said, it's an awful day here uh, in Limerick as some of those weather warnings are in place for a monster. Uh, they've been outside since about half past six this morning. They're also due to meet the Taoiseach this morning as well. Uh, that's probably going to get underway in the next little while, certainly in the next half an hour. And I caught up with them in the rain outside under a little, um, uh, funny that we're listening to the interview with with Leo Varadkar on Newstalk Breakfast earlier on a big speaker outside with some of them sort of huddled under a Little, uh, a little makeshift awning and that's where I met Tim Cullinan uh, who told me what exactly he's going to be bringing up with the overarcher himself. Again I will be clearly explaining to the Taoiseach the credible proposals that we have put forward around this derogation and just so people understand again what this means is a small farmer with 48 cows will be reduced down to 42 cows or a farmer with 100 cows in income would lose up to 30,000 ter- between 30 and 40,000 a year so this, this is what I will be relaying to the Taoiseach. But look, we need action now. I mean, we've been highlighting this for a substantial amount of time now. Farmers have plans made for the coming year. The cows are in calf. And uh, I will be asking the Taoiseach, how can you drop this on an industry overnight? You know, it's just impossible to do the proposal coming from government. So we need real solutions and we need them immediately. There wasn't much forthcoming the tonnage earlier in the week. He sort of suggested the battle would be keeping it at 220 rather than going back to 250. Do you think you'll get a softer ear and more hope with Finnegan? Well, look, we sincerely hope we will. We're we're with the T-shirt of the country this morning, and you know, normally this T-shirt understands business and uh, the impact this would have on not just farmers but you know the wider community. 170,000 people employed in this sector right around the country. All right, uh, that was in the rain, uh, Sean. I'm sure you got uh, dampened yourself. Um, now, the Taoiseach was on uh, News Talk Breakfast this morning, had, uh, had lots to say. He's been talking about his future, I believe. He has, yeah. So obviously one of the big questions uh, over all these thinkings of the last little while has been, well, look, you know, what is the future in politics? What's the next year going to look like with all the different general elections that we have or may have coming up? And Leo Varadkar was asked, you know, about what he wants to do after. Is he going to lead Fine Gael? He obviously said in the past that he wants to be out by 50. So a little bit backtracked that since he said it a number of years ago. But I just put it to him after a question about whether he thought, you know, he'd be turfed out in favour of Sinn Féin. He said, no, he thinks Finnegan would be the better party to rule. And he just said, well, would you not? Would you not like a little bit of a, a time in opposition after 13 years of every problem in the country rolling downhill and landing on your desk? And here's what he had to say. Yeah, see, I, I don't take that view. Like, I understand why people may have that view. Um, being in government is a lot harder than being in opposition. But people join Finnegan and they're in Finnegan because they want to be in government. Uh, because they want to make decisions that improve people's lives and because they're willing sometimes to make decisions that are unpopular. Uh, and that's the kind of party we are. That's our personality. This is the state that we founded and we want to be in government, uh, provided we have a sufficient mandate uh, to do so. And also, I know my history too. Um, uh, I remember when John Bruton lost the 1997 election, lost it narrowly. Uh, people then thought uh, that we'd be back in power within a few years, or back in government within a few years. It was 16 years. Um, and when uh, W.T. Cosgrave uh, lost the election in 1932, going back that far, it was 16 years. So I think anyone who has this romantic idea uh, that if a party goes into opposition, um, that they'll be back in uh, at the next election, 
look at our history, uh, look at the Labour Party, uh, look at the Greens, uh, look at Fianna Fáil uh, when they lost in 2011. Um, once you're out, you could be out for a long time. Uh, okay, so he ain't going uh, nowhere. That's um, from Leo Varadkar. Uh, Sean, you know, we talked about a rural party and whether or not one will uh, be formulated and up and running before the next election. But th- there will be a new party and it's going to be about MICA. That's right, Jess. The Electoral Commission confirmed this morning that the 100% redress party, that's the official name, 100% redress party has become a registered political party and is now able to stand uh, in Ireland's Dáil and local elections. So they are officially approved. This is going to be obviously some of the, the MICA protesters, mainly in the northwest and largely in Donegal. And it's going to make things particularly interesting, especially in that Donegal constituency where there are no doubt run candidates uh, in the local elections, which could change things. But if one of them does particularly it well, suddenly you'd look at, well, could one of them get in as an independent or as, a, sorry, not even an independent under the 100% redress party, but as a, you know, a non-establishment candidate as maybe that fifth seat in Donegal. It's going to be particularly interesting now in the northwest of the next elections to come. Yeah, it's interesting. It is um, pr- pretty much a local issue in parts of the, the west and northwest. Um, 100% redress, they want like everything paid for, even though they'll end up with uh, houses that will be substantially better in terms of BER rating and all the rest than they might have had before. Uh, you know, a lot of people think the state's already quite generous, um, given that it wasn't the state's fault. Yeah, a lot of people outside of those counties will look at that and go, well, should we really be paying for that? And should we be paying for more? And obviously the building standards have changed and it costs a lot more in the current environment to rebuild. And yet there is also the view that, look, this is not something that is their fault. It's not they bought these houses or built these houses in good faith and did everything right the first time around and shouldn't have to be dealing with this in the first time. And we've seen in elections before where one issue candidates can get in. I'm thinking of Matt Shanahan last time around in Waterford. You're thinking maybe uh, Tony Gregory, who wasn't necessarily one issue, but was one who, who kind of went and did a deal. So, you know, the they definitely have electoral form there getting in on one particular issue and if people in Donegal and parts of Mayo rally around them you could see them getting elected mm. Could make things very interesting as you say Now uh, the, the think-ins are happening Sh- uh, Sinn Féin's this afternoon uh, Mary Lou Macdonald is back she is back with a bang. All right. She obviously had been off for a couple of months over the summer, missed the last two weeks or so of the last stall term. And she revealed yesterday it was a hysterectomy that she had. And when they removed it, there were a number of tumours removed as well. Thankfully, in the end, they were found out to be benign. And she is back. She's leading her party conference this morning. That launched at about half past nine. She has a few things to say, one being that, look, we need Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil out, that there needs to be an election as soon as possible and that housing will be the major issue, not just Michael, but all the other things to do with housing at the the next election. She was asked about forming a coalition and said in any talks they would have the housing brief for Sinn Féin would be an absolute red line issue that they must have it after the next election. And she also revealed that actually Leo Varadkar sent her flowers while she was off uh, and while she was getting better, which she described as very nice. And the Taoiseach here in Limerick said it definitely wasn't an overture to any potential coalition. He was just being nice. All right. Now, uh, the other parties, uh, Eamon Ryan and his party, I mean, the polls would suggest uh, they won't do well in the next election, uh, which is kind of counterintuitive given the the green agenda, the storms, the wildfires, all the rest of it, uh, a planet on fire, as Ursula van der Leyen said the other day. Um, So it looks like people say, oh, the green agenda, that's fine for Greta Thunberg, but uh, (laughs) we're not going to uh, disrupt our own lives. 
Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? And there was only one mention in, in Sinn Féin's opening speech about the climate crisis. There was very little mention of it here, if any. It, in fact, uh, when it came to Fine Gael, just in terms of the farmers. So they are a party that has such a niche and yet people, that they just act as a lightning rod. Eamon Ryan and the Greens are such a lightning rod for the problems of the government and it sort of is manifesting itself into 2% in that last poll from the Sunday Independent that a lot of the TVs are acting now as they want this government to go as long as possible because they don't think they have much of a chance of retaining their seats at all, which goes against, you know, the overall narrative. So they'll be interesting. The other big thing we've been discussed as well this week, Pat, uh, is the budget. We've got a few interesting budget nuggets out of this morning. Uh, Leo Varadkar saying both on Newstart Breakfast, but also in the, his doorstep here, that there is likely to be targeted mortgage interest relief in the budget. It won't be broad-based. It won't be to everybody, but it could be to, to a very small number of people who said might be at risk of losing their houses. Maybe that's going to involve vulture funds. We'll have to see. He's also confirmed there definitely won't be a return at the reduced 9% VAT rate for the hospitality sector. said it's very hard to see any rationale for it. And also, interestingly, that the once-off cost of living package, so we know we have the $6 billion, but the once-off pot is going to be a good bit smaller than last year. So people who maybe have their hopes up for four or five electricity credits, there might only be one or two. It's going to be smaller. Now, the uh, Labour Party and the Social Democrats had uh, conferences, think-ins rather, uh, yesterday. Uh, overall, who impressed you? Yeah, I think Dave Banavatri was quite impressive and had a good policy launch, uh, 200 euro a month for a childcare, putting a cap on it was the, the big grab out of that. Um, I, I thought Holly Garns was a bit more shaky. It's actually the first time that, that that dichotomy has come. The Social Democrats have been on such a run and Labour have been lagging behind, but she got caught in a couple of issues, almost advised people not to pay their TV licence before retracting it, criticised the government ministers for being out of touch because they're on very high salaries and they wouldn't say if the Social Democrats uh, would not take those same uh, uh, salaries if they were were in government. But the one who's impressed me most of all this week, and actually a lot of people, even from other parties, is Micheál Martin. He is on uh, a bit of a buzz at the moment. He has a great energy behind him. Uh, and for the first Fianna Fáil thinking, in certainly three or four years, there was not a single question, not a peep about his leadership, which is particularly interesting given the year and a half to come. Sean Defoe, News Talks political correspondent. Thank you very much for joining us uh, from Limerick.